0: It's 6am Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind.
1: Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Carson, victory for the oh, Big Orange.
2: Victory is sweet this morning, isn't
1: it? Absolutely. You know, it's going to get better the farther we yeah. get away from that thing. But, you know, uh, nonetheless, Tennessee 1-0. and uh, First and 1-0 start for for Jeremy Pruitt. And uh, excited for, for what that looked like. Uh, in some ways and in some ways uh, i'll show you a few extra gray hairs that i gained over the weekend but but uh, carson welcome in always fun having you again a a monday morning thing that's uh maybe becoming a little more normal
2: yeah i love coming in on mondays because it's right after starting now it's right after uh, college football season so the weekend has uh, presented a lot for us just to talk about so Yeah. yeah absolutely college football saturday man it's it's a big time
1: and what about uh, what about Tennessee? So I'm sitting here and I'm watching I'm watching a lot of football and I'm watching a lot of teams struggle. I'm right. watching a lot of teams kind of kind of really wish maybe they had a few more weeks to get going. And I'm like, 7:30, hurry up and get here. Anxiety's hitting me. Like, come on oh, Tennessee, come on Tennessee. And you know, all of a sudden, 7:30's here. Which, by the way, did you watch that Georgia? Who were they playing? Arkansas. Georgia Arkansas. That game was like decided. And all of a sudden, I'm like, they're not going to take us to to Columbia. They're going to finish this game out.
2: Because it it was kind of dragging along there. It was. It was. At the the start of that game. Oh, my. (laughs) DeJuan Mathis. He is not the guy. I'm sorry. He is not the guy.
1: Hey, I'll tell you who is the dude, though. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But uh, talk about... Tennessee. So finally, they say, you know, if you want to watch the finish of this game, I totally thought they were going to say, if you want to watch the beginning of the Tennessee game, switch over to this. I was about alternate. I was going to like turn the TV over. But uh, anyway, uh, they say, if you want to watch the finale of Georgia Arkansas, turn over to ESPN News. We're going to take you to Columbia, South Carolina, and all of a sudden they kick it over there, and sweat just starts. Like it's like, uh oh. Like, things are getting serious. And and Tennessee uh, looks good getting off the bus, as they always do. You know, they were in the Stormtroopers. Uh, when they kicked to them, it was literally kick formation was out on the field. And um, away we went. Uh, oh, yeah. ho- honestly, uh, I-, I don't know what I want to say about <laughs> this weekend. Like, the more I watch and the more I read and the more I, I kind of go back and think about it. You know, I think in the moment I was so furious all the time with J.G., because right. how many open receivers he missed, how many should have floated it in there, but he threw a dart, how many he floated in there or darted it in there and should have floated it in there, yeah, but the more I get away from it, and Carson, maybe this is a hot take, maybe it's a cold take, I don't know, but uh to me i keep I keep going back to the fact that he didn't make any bad decisions,
2: no. No, he didn't throw. Uh, he didn't throw any interceptions. And I know you can look at his thing and say, "Hey, all he did was throwing screen passes all night." But no, I mean you're right. He with the passes he was throwing to were good ideas. Yes, they were good ideas. But overall, it was he was throwing passes like you said too hard that needed to be aired. To they were aired and needed to be. Uh, hard dart pass it just seemed like it was off but that's something you can fix and i think we can work on that in practice but he was thrown to the right receiver this time
1: well and what i liked was his decision making like i said where he was throwing it they were open it wasn't like he was throwing into double triple coverage uh and then even when he tried to air it out there to ramel keaton if he throws it over the other shoulder that's a touchdown right and so and maybe i you know i think we were we conditioned to say JG messed that up, right? We don't know that. No, we don't. <laughs> it might, uh, you know, Ramel might have been looking over the wrong shoulder. We we don't know that. But but I'll say this, you know, one thing that was quickly put to bed was where are they going to go from Jawan Jennings and Marquez Callaway, v- oh, yeah. Vailus Jones, Valus Jones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I it was funny. Uh, I I saw this thing on uh, on on Twitter or somewhere. It was it was a a roster too deep and it actually had pronunciations for certain players mm-hmm. and it's V E L U S that's Velus oh. all day right V-L-us. but uh it's Valus Valus Jones Valus that's the pronunciation but uh he's a he's kind of a dog i mean he he is. He, he's a big body guy uh likes to go up and get it and and more times than not if it's in his reach he was picking it
2: right i knew he was going to be good though he, uh, from USC he was a good receiver before he got injured. Before he got injured, he was somebody that uh, was a very big target for um, the Trojans. But then he got injured, got a setback, and then he came to Tennessee. I really thought a lot. Of, I expected a lot out of him. There, he was. He was kind of underrated. You know, we knew he transferred here, but nobody really talked about it. It was. It was kind of. He was under Brandon Johnson, Josh Palmer, and such. But he played a great game. He looks very quick side to side. He's got good hands and um, good returning ability. I, I really, I'm really, i really impressed with Velas Jones. Yeah, yeah. Velas. Vale- Velas Jones. We're going to get that right. It's, we got it's
1: Garantano, you know, it's yeah. that, that whole moment. But uh, Velas Jones, he had 25% of the Vols receiving yardage or or targets. I'm sorry. He had five catches of the total 20. You, you know, it was mostly those little flat in-the-flat screen passes. But nonetheless – uh, they they got him out there. Um, I'll I'll say this: uh, Josh Palmer was the you know he was normal usual suspect. I expected him to have a good night, and he led the team in receiving 85 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Johnson honestly only had three catches, and and I think he was only targeted three times. Right. So uh, I think he's he's doing what he's got to do, and I like what he did in in the in the matchup. Ramel Keaton, I thought he dropped a couple balls. Uh, that probably would have made Jared Garantano a little bit look a little bit better uh, for the night, but overall, I, I thought they did a pretty good, uh, pretty good job overall. Uh, but you look at JG, 19 of 31, 259, and a touchdown. Not the greatest of quarterback rankings, uh, but but I'll say this: uh, I was uh, the decision makings where I was like, you know what, maybe okay. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, I. I. I, th- I... <sighs> I really did. I was fine with it because you know he was throwing some deep balls. There was a couple times. Yes, the receiver saved Garantano with those one-handed catches. Speaking of Brandon Johnson and Josh Palmer, great yeah, catches stud, there. Yeah, what a stud! Yeah. And I, I'm I'm just saying it's it, it's something I I have to agree. I agree with with um, what you said. I, I think he was very accurate, or not such more accurate, but good with the decision making. More or less, he was he was kind of. He was a little, uh, I would say, uh, touchy. I, I think he, he was a little anxious. You yeah, know? I, like he was he was a little just throwing balls in there a little too hard sometimes. Like it would be around uh, slant coming in, he's throwing at 90 miles an hour. Sometimes they can't catch that, it's behind him. But that's usual, Garantano. But I think last year, if you look at him, he was throwing interceptions. He was throwing balls that w- did not need to be thrown that were double coverage and I
1: think there was only like once or twice where I would say get rid of it you know just throw it away and he would kind of hold in there and he took a sack Uh, one of those was that knocked you pretty well I don't know that they were in field goal range yet but it pretty much eliminated any opportunity when he took about an eight yard sack but uh, I'm gonna chalk this one up to first game jitters I'm gonna sit here and say um, the touch on a football uh, can can be a little different when it's live game action versus wearing that green jersey in practice. Uh, I don't know how many hits he's taken in, in fall camp, just because I, I don't know that they feel comfortable with the backups, so they probably didn't make him live a whole lot. So when you had guys running toward him, really wanting to rip his head off, he probably got a little anxious yeah, on this deal. Did. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say good decision making. Um, y- you know and maybe bad touch so normal
2: normal Garantano with that one yeah
1: but i'm gonna i'm gonna overall for the offense i'm gonna i'm gonna give uh, if i have to grade this thing offensively i'm gonna give us probably a b on offense yeah i'm just a solid b not b plus i agree maybe b or b minus yeah i mean 'Cause I, here's the thing. I don't I thought they did a great job of picking South Carolina's defense apart. Never once did I look and go, Oh, South Carolina shut us down. After that first yeah. after that first drive where where South Carolina kinda had a scheme set that they ran at us, I felt like Tennessee stopped Tennessee more than South Carolina stopped Tennessee.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think South Carolina had a, that great of a defense this year. I really didn't. And I think Tennessee took control of that. I think Ty Chandler and Eric Gray were in for a show this year. I think they have a lot uh, riding on them, and I think we are expecting a lot out of them. We did expect a lot out of them. They uh, they came through last night. So if if you look at this, though, uh, like I said, we're we're gonna hang in there about a
1: B ranking, and I think we can be better. That's that's what I'm saying. Like if I give you an A right now. No, no, I think you're where you need to be. Well, yeah. I think Jeremy Pruitt would agree. You're not where you need to be. So, 31-27 victory over the Gamecocks. What about that defense? Right. I, I thought there was there was some nice little pieces there. I thought Jeremy Banks uh, did some things that I liked. I mean, of course, got a couple penalties I didn't like, uh, but I think that's that aggressive side of Jeremy Banks that you you kind of get. Uh, I thought Mark. I thought Crouch. What is, is it, Crouch? Yeah. Kurtavis. Yeah, I always mess that. We're first related. Name. Really? Yeah. Like distantly. Yeah, just just you know. He's just a little taller and the face is different. Yeah. That's it. Yeah,
2: that's it. That's it. Really? <laughs>
1: uh but anyway, uh Crouch, Jeremy Banks. I thought they did a really good job. I, I thought they did a pretty decent job of keeping Bryce Thompson quiet. I, I don't think they threw his way very much. Uh I thought a lot of different pieces on that defense kind of shored some things up. I thought, uh oh, what's his name? Johnson is his last name. I can't remember his um, first name. But he uh he was all over it. He was blasting through some some offensive line.
2: Uh let's let's see here. DeAndre Johnson. DeAndre Johnson. Yes. I, I agree. I think our defense was spot on. I think we even without two defensive linemen. I think we were able to still get some pressure back there. Uh, later in the game, I was I was wanting some more pressure. I think we were keeping Colin Hill back there a little too long than we were in the start of the game, but mm. maybe that was the offensive line just stepping it up a little bit on South Carolina's side. But honestly. Yeah, we were, uh, Alante Taylor, man. He gets, he is, runs his mouth, man. He needs to just quiet down did, a little did bit. Did you
1: see the coaches like, it was a third
2: down or something, and he wanted to go over and chip again, and the coaches yeah. just like
1: ripped him off and said, get,
2: get get off the field. Oh, yeah, we were doing the knee. Uh, we were, it was in victory formation. Jeremy Fruit called a timeout and gone on to our players. He said, no, y'all act like you've been here before. Yeah, right. Because they, they, we were talking back and forth. I think, yeah, I saw him look at Wanya Morris and say, you got to be smarter than that. Yeah, I mean, and I understand it's first game. There, it's well, an SEC it's, game. It's chippy, but he, Alante, man, he was talking all game. Well,
1: and I'll tell you, a Will Muschamp defense, like they're they're going to try to get in your head. They're yeah. going to talk trash, and 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 so you kind of play to that. You cater to that, but but at the same rate, yeah. When it's over with and done with, uh, just just kind of kind of raise your head high and, and do that. But I thought another cat that that really surprised me Kenneth George Jr. uh he had eight total tackles five solos uh you, you
2: know I I don't I've heard so much about this kid and he's always kind of yeah he he played, he played the whole second half of that season last year yeah. um he was in he, he was wore number 41 last year I don't know if you remember that he was um, he played a little bit of safety kind of moved into linebacker He's kind of a mix between them all. He can rush. He looked real fast, but he's got experience. I think he's an underrated player. You know who's the stud of this defense, though, right? Henry. Henry H2O, as Boone would call him. He he was a monster. He's lost about 15 pounds. I was like – He did. He said it was because he wanted to get faster, and I said, <sighs> look at him now.
1: Well, I'm sitting here going, I understand wanting to be faster, but a lot of times in the Southeastern Conference, you, you don't need to lose any girth because, no. uh, again – uh, you've got to do what you got to do, but uh I don't know if he scores if he's if he's last year's weight. No, I don't either. He used that stiff arm. He pushed that guy off. But what right. about what about his toe? Like his little feet, man. He he had like wide receiver feet.
2: Oh, man. I know this kid's athletic. I'm telling you. But like you said, you know, sometimes you don't want to lose so much weight because you're gonna have some Najee Harris come down the middle and you're gonna to have to tackle him. But, well, that's
1: why that's why you
2: have a Jeremy Banks. Oh, Jeremy Banks, he'll. Dude, is he toe to toe. not? Like, he is a He looks beast. big. Yeah. He looks like Derrick Henry. He does. He does look like Derrick Henry. <laughs> I didn't think of that until now.
1: I mean, well, especially you remember Derrick Henry used to have the, the little dreads out the back. Oh yeah. And yeah. he still
2: does with the Titans.
1: Yeah, well, he's got that big whoopty do that he puts on after the game. Yeah. I'm like,
2: what is that?
1: Anyway, we digress. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, Jeremy Banks, Henry H2O, uh, Bryce Thompson, I thought they all put on a pretty good show. Now, I don't know that they went against the best offensive line they're going to see this year. Mm. I don't know that they went against the best receivers they're going to see this year. Or by, by any stretch, Colin Hill uh, is not going to be the best quarterback that they see this year. But I will say, uh, I thought Colin Hill off three ACLs, that kid, he's fearless. He is. Uh, I'll give him a lot of credit. You know, to still be playing Southeastern Conference football or even Division One football after tearing your ACL three times, uh, there's some grit there. And I thought he stood in there, made some bad decisions. Uh, but, again, first year in South Carolina system uh, – well, first year at South Carolina, he was Mike Bobo's guy at Colorado State. But I'll just say this. Uh, he, he He gave us a lot of looks that we can get better from. And I think the overall the South Carolina game, uh, I'm happy with it. I'm gonna grade that defense though. We didn't we didn't throw I'm gonna a grade. grade. I'm gonna grade that defense an A. I'm gonna give them an A. I think anytime you score and and you take because defense and special teams is lauded together, right? Right. So they had a pick six and they had a fumble recovery at the end of the game to finish it. Uh, to me, they were the
2: capital letter at the beginning of the sentence, and they were the period at the end. We were yeah we were up 21-7 on them at some point, at one point so. I think our defense was playing really well. I'm excited to see what we can do. Well, and I think South Carolina's a good enough team to be able to score. So that's right.
1: that's why it didn't bother me that they got back in that game because I knew they had players. Yeah. Uh, they've got some nice little running backs. They've got some pieces that, that are going to give – they're going to give the likes of, of Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy. They're going to give them all they ever wanted. I think they'll beat uh, Missouri and Vandy now. Kentucky, I mean, hey. Kentucky sp- – well, if Mark Stoops is, is is still Kentucky's coach, they've got a chance to beat anybody. Really anybody did. that play no, I'm saying anybody that plays Kentucky has got a chance to win. Yeah. Because my father-in-law said the the best thing about Mark Stoops. He goes, he's so smart, but he's been at Kentucky too long. He's starting to get dumb. Because it literally – going for two with that much time, it, it sealed the fate. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. had an opportunity uh, at that one point. But anyway, anyway, we digress. So we're going to give – we're going to give the defense an A. Going to give the um, the offense a B, B minus. So they they average a B. Yeah. They average a B. No joke. And uh, and so one and zero for for Jeremy Pruitt the first time. I, I think that's that's huge. Uh, it is I huge. think I, I thought he was so funny at halftime and the end of the game trying to do the socially distanced
2: interview. He looks at her and he goes,
1: "I don't know what you said." I, yeah, I, don't I know.
2: And it. his mask. He was. He started to talk with his mask on. He was like.
1: Just take it down. And Did you
2: it. see he had it on inside out? Yeah. Like it was checkerboard, but the part he was pulling up was just white. He's he's classic Nick Saban. He just don't care. He's there to answer the questions and walk back in the locker room. Right. Hey,
1: I'll tell you though, he, he knows how to how to kind of pull the trigger at the right times. You know, there's some there's some moments where you think he gets too aggressive or there's a time where you'd like him to pull J G. But I think steady the course is kind of his mantra and uh and and nonetheless I, it got to a victory. I think pulling J G would have hurt us. Well, you know, I just don't know that. Happened. I I don't know that you throw, especially in a in a in a game to where, seem like every both teams were taking advantage of miscues on the other side of the ball. And even though Harrison Bailey may may be the next coming of Peyton Manning, um, it's not gonna. It no, doesn't need yet. to be thrown into a mix to where. He's gonna just fail, and then that's his. That's his in the front of his mind every time he takes a snap. So right. I think you got to ease him in. I think uh, you got to look at that. Uh, but next week, or uh, this upcoming Saturday, actually, uh, Missouri comes to Knoxville, open up Neyland Stadium for the first time in 2020. Something we didn't know that would happen, and uh, and hopefully uh, health wise, we come out of this pretty clean. And hopefully this week, yes, the Southeastern Conference gets off their uh, off their high
2: horse and lets Cade play. Yeah, hey, I, I wanna, I wanna see Cade play. I mean, that w- that's two uh, first round picks, him and Trey Smith, on that offensive line. Hey, and I want to trash oh, uh, oh,
1: uh, what's his name, P- Pollock? What's his name? David his, Pollock. David Pollock. I didn't like him when he was at Georgia, but I was gonna like him for at least a couple hours when he released that Cade Mays was was cleared, was ready to play, and then I found out that was fake news. He didn't even make the trip. I was like, I knew I didn't like you. All right, buddy. Yeah, he played at Georgia. That tells you all you need yeah. to know. But anyway, let's take our first break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, let's talk more football. But let's go high school and the rest of college football. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to the Ground. We'll be back in just a minute.
0: Your hometown alternative to ordinary sports radio, one hundred point nine FM, eight fifty AM, Rocky Top Sports.
1: or go to DonnaCry.com, MIG is an
3: Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the Legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blunt County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to
1: fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time.
4: with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610 and let Teresa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
0: El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the
3: past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available.
1: You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's
0: thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM 850 AM Rocky Top Sports
1: And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Again, Carson comes to us by way of Give Him Six podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcast, or just Google it. Just Google it; it's just the easiest Google way. Google it. Uh, but uh, Carson, we we've kind of you know we put the orange glasses on. That's that's like a thing around here. You got to have the cup is half full with Tennessee right. always, or at least most of the time. It is. Uh, but the rest of college football did play this week i i don't know if you knew that i didn't know that that was a uh probably all i did saturday well i'll tell you tennessee of course gets the victory over south carolina 31 27 our our man jason ward though listens all the time again appreciate him always uh checking in tuning in uh but he said tennessee opens as a 10 point
2: favorite over mizzou i would yeah that kind of seems a little bit right you think it's going to climb through the week or fall through the week? Uh, I, I'm assuming climb. I'm 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 assuming that because you know Missouri. I know they played Alabama. They just don't look good, and nobody really looks good versus a good Alabama team like this year. But still, I think Tennessee does look good, and I think it could be. I think it's definitely going to be more than a ten point win, in my opinion. I hope so. I hope so.
1: But uh, speaking of Missouri, uh, they uh, Elijah Drinkwitz. Uh, the former uh wh- where was he at app state app state yeah. app state well he had like a cup of coffee at app state like he was just there like a year or two wasn't
2: well, much yeah he was there he was there um he did really well down there though oh I
1: mean, yeah yeah I, i'm I always put those one-year guys because we got a one-year guy in butch jones uh and i always say was it he that was good or was it satterfield that was good? Because that's who he took That's over right. after. So, anyway, but Elijah Drinkwitz got announced, uh, his, his presence announced uh, against the number two team in the country, Alabama, as they uh, they hosted Alabama at Missouri, and it uh, quickly got out of hand. A 14-0 first quarter turned a 28-3 to halftime deficit, and uh, Missouri made it a little bit more respectable there at the tail end, scoring uh, 13 fourth-quarter points. To make it 38 to 19, but uh, you talk about Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, and uh, honestly, a pretty game managing Mac Jones. Uh,
2: Alabama looks really good. Missouri looks like they've uh, they've got some room to improve. Yeah, Mac Jones coming back this year. Uh, great quarterback last year. He's a threat to everybody. He's that pro style guy Nick Saban loves. And you got Najee Harris, probably the best running back in the SEC. Jalen waddle one of the best wide receivers in the SEC well can't get much better than that can you so yeah Missouri had a tough time 3819 like you said yeah Missouri nonetheless uh that they, they did I don't know if you watched any of that
1: game but uh, you know they've cut they've filled in their end zone they've actually got like an SEC looking stadium now oh it's not that big M with the rocks anymore well I think that end still does that but they they filled in the other end I think. And it's actually got yeah, like seating better. and a press box and Kinda, all, all kinds.
2: It wasn't as bad as Vanderbilt's, but it was pretty bad. Before. Pretty rough, pretty rough. Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure there's Texas high school stadiums that were bigger. than Most that. likely, yeah. Most likely, but uh, a a ritual that that can, seems to continue. K State knocked off Oklahoma second year in a row. That uh, the 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 wildcats there knocked off oklahoma 38 35 last year was in manhattan you're kind of sitting there going okay well you know oklahoma went on the road and got upset they did this in norman first Uh, game 38 35 17 fourth quarter points uh to to go unanswered 38 35 spencer rattler nearly threw for 400 yards 387 and four touchdowns but uh just wasn't enough to get it done. Deuce no. Vaughn for K-State. Four catches, 129. I hate to tell you, but after that first long catch, I would have been going after that guy. Yeah.
2: Um, another sad thing is Kansas State, guess what? Not one of their players on the team, they do not have one five- or four-star on the team. Guess how many really? five- and four-stars Oklahoma has? A few. 56.
1: No way! 56. There's mm-hmm. only 85 scholarship players.
2: Yeah. Well... You now, you take that in real quick. 17 unanswered points. I know the Big 12 defense is not good, but is it that bad? And well, they're both Big number 12. number third team in the nation? At the time, they were the number third team in the nation.
1: Well, they're they're both Big 12 teams, so they should have right. equally That's bad defense. Right.
2: And I, I, at the same time, I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, look, Spencer Rattler almost threw us for 400 yards. I really thought this kid was, you know, I really think this kid's a great quarterback. I mean, he's pretty much a true freshman, redshirt freshman, but... I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I was, I was like, just as surprised because Kansas State lost to Arkansas State first game. <laughs> well, you know, well, that's that they baited them. That's what happened. Yeah, they just laid the bait. But I
1: will say Spencer Rattler's on my all-time uh, names team. Him, Cavassier Smoke, those two guys locks on the all-time name team. But uh, K-State knocks off Oklahoma. Big shocker early in the day, but it would get better throughout the day. Georgia beats Arkansas 37-10. Sam Pittman's first game as a head coach in the Southeastern Conference had to face his old team, and and Georgia got it done. Georgia didn't do anything spectacular. Uh, Zamir White looked decent, 13 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, But really – I thought Arkansas showed a little bit of toughness that they haven't had in a couple years. They just don't have the horses to get it
2: done yet. They did. That final score there, um, thirty-seven to ten. If you weren't watching the game, that looks like a blowout. It wasn't. Well, at Arkansas the end kept... of one at the end of one it was seven nothing Arkansas. Arkansas and halftime it was is it, it was just seven as close. To five. <laughs> and ah man, Arkansas just I think they just kinda slowed down. Georgia found their rhythm and their new quarterback. I'm telling you, sorry, Georgia fans. Dewan Mathis, he's not the guy. Um, their new kid coming in, forget his name. Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, yeah. He came in. He's only about five five ten, five eleven maybe. Um Going that
1: Bo Nix route, huh? Yeah,
2: he started off cold, but you know, you can't expect him to start off, you know, he was, hot. But yeah, then he's he, twenty then he of twenty nine. Yeah, he, then he started hitting his passes and then he started looking good and then uh history from there. But uh, 37-10,
1: Georgia over Arkansas, Florida, and Ole Miss. The final score was 51-35. Looks like Florida kind of rolled with it, the number five team in the country over an unranked Ole Miss. But uh, you talk about a haymaker kind of first half. It was 14-7 to at the end of one, 28-14 at the half. But Lane Kiffin, little double move, razzle-dazzle, uh, he brought the heat there early on. And, and honestly, Ole Miss
2: was kind of fun to watch. Oh, they were. They had two. uh, They had Matt Carroll, um, the quarterback, and then they had another quarterback in. They were playing on the field at the same time. They would go from wide receiver. But that Matt Carroll kid for Ole Miss, 22 for 31, 395 yards and three TDs, one pick. His QBR rating was 91.8%. This kid looks good. He was there last year, um, but he didn't have the receivers that he wanted last year. No, Ole Miss really didn't have the coaches.
1: Well, he, he likes to talk. He Car- does. Coral, Carol, whatever. He he likes to talk, and uh, and we'll see if they can keep that under wraps. But I'll tell you, Elijah Moore likes Lane Kiffin's offense. Ten catches, two hundred and twenty-seven yards. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that that stopped the the success of Ole Miss was Kyle Trask throwing six touchdown passes. In Florida's win, he was thirty of forty-two, four hundred and sixteen yards and six touchdowns. Ole Miss needs to find some their uh, their land sharks. They uh they, they must be out of water.
2: Oh my, Kyle Trask. I expected him to be good, but that was that was a great first showing for sure. He's a big
1: dude. He he really is, and and he uh he's kind of a a tough guy. He can stand in there and kind of take some hits. But yeah, he got it done. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I think the pirate may be the the. The, the best of the weekend as far as who who showed out who showed up and Mississippi State you know they're they lowly Mike leach led team that uh, you know just don't don't embarrass us when you go uh, when you go to LSU and play the defending national champions uh 44 to 32 or 30 44 to 34 Mississippi State
2: thumps LSU yeah KJ Costello transfer from Stanford uh, 36 for 60. Yes, 623 yards and five TDs, only two picks. He sets an SEC record in his first outing. Yeah, I mean, where do you go from there? He beat Dak Prescott's um, most yards in a game. Um, Dak's was 523. KJ's is 623, so beats it by 100 yards. So I mean, you just want to make sure that you, you pass You beat it, yeah. He just wanted to go exactly up.
1: Osiris Mitchell seven receptions 183 yards two touchdowns there's his go-to guy but but Mississippi State didn't come from behind and beat LSU I mean yeah. they pretty much dominated this game it was three to nothing at the end of one 17 to 14 at the end of two and then it was 27 to 24 at the end of three and then just for good measure they gapped it a little bit more for the final to be 44. Thirty-four Mississippi State, and of course, when they post-game interviewed Mike Leach, it was, well, he just didn't mess up any more than they did. Uh, You know, he's just so he's so quirky, but uh, you know, it's working. And uh, you know, they may next week they may lose to you know they may lose to Vandy at some point this year. But this cat uh, can coach. He can get these players ready. And Costello, I mean, they say uh, maybe Leach is his abbot abbot to Costello. Do you even know who that is? No. Abbott and Costello, again at the break we'll show you some. All funny right, stuff. we'll do that. Funny comedians back in the day, but uh, Auburn and and Kentucky, a, a matchup that since two thousand four the away team has won every matchup they've played. I think seven times up until Saturday, the eighth meeting uh, Auburn was the favorite, but again that that stigma was kind of looming large. Auburn takes that away from, from Kentucky. Early miscues by Kentucky. And honestly, some coaching miscues late in that game to go for two yeah. uh, when you really uh, you need to kick the extra point. Uh, kind of gap that thing to a point to where Kentucky uh, couldn't come back. 29-13 is the final and could have been a little bit worse. Actually, Auburn has a pick six uh, taken off the board because of a, uh, a personal foul penalty. So, uh, Auburn gets the win nonetheless. Eighth-ranked team in the country beats the number 23-ranked team in the country, 29-13. to Terry Wilson had a nice return as the Kentucky starter. Cavassier Smoke didn't look terrible. And Seth Williams for Auburn, a nice receiving day. Six catches, 112 yards, and two touchdowns. But Bo Nix is the uh, unarguable leader of Auburn, and uh, and he's a scrappy-looking little dude. Honestly, I'm excited to see what Tennessee can do with him.
2: Yeah, um, he's – these SEC QBs this year, they've got a couple good guys, and he is one of them. He's a guy that uh, we know can throw it. He's a guy that's come into pressure first game last year. He played Oregon. So, he's ready for anything, and I think Auburn took hold of this game, even though it was a pretty good game throughout the whole game.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Texas number eight team in the country had to take overtime uh, to get a win over Texas Tech. A little bit of comeback as uh, it was all but over. Texas Tech about to pull the upset, and Texas literally, and I think in about twenty seconds, scored two two times and was driving to win the football game. So uh, Texas Tech leaves their guard down, and and uh, and Texas gets
2: the win, sixty three to fifty six. Gotta love that Big Twelve defense. Oh my, sixty three, fifty six. Can I don't think there's a big twelve game that could get under fifteen or fourteen or twenty. <laughs>
1: Oh no, no! I think never. I think their scoreboards actually go three wide, yeah. uh, just in case they need it. Uh-huh. But uh, Texas A&M, the number ten team in the country, struggled a little bit with the Commodores. Uh, Vanderbilt at the end of one, it was seven to three, and then it was seven to five at halftime. Vandy uh, in the third quarter matches the Aggies, and then in the end, uh, literally a field goal uh, that that really makes it out of reach uh, for the Commodores. Seventeen to twelve, the final. Kellen Mond in a victory, uh, threw for only 189 in a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, eight carries, 117, was the leader in re- in rushing. And actually, Amir Abdurrahman uh, for Vandy was the big-time receiver in this game. Yep. 72 yards in a touchdown. Talk about may-
2: – I'm hoping this was barn Burder defense, but I just got a feeling this was really bad offense. Oh, I think so. I mean, take St. M. – Right now, they have a lot riding on him. I mean, uh, they expect um, Kellen Mond to be something great. Like, every year, he's a veteran in this league. And um, he didn't come out and play the best. Vanderbilt's starting a a true freshman now. Ken Seals. Goes out there, twenty for twenty nine, hundred fifty yards, a TD, and two interceptions. Playing the number ten team in the nation. Sorry, that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> that's
1: but, what happens.
2: Yeah, it was it was a pretty good game, just like the Arkansas Georgia game, but the um, team that's higher ranked kind of slipped away. Well, and I think that's why they're there. So Vandy, zero and one start.
1: You play real close, like I always say. Vandy's like your best friend. They'll play you real close, but they normally let you win. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sad. Kind of sad. Uh, Miami, the number 12 team in the country, did not let them win as they defeat Florida State 52 to 10. Florida State now 0 and 2 on the season. Uh, Miami now 3 and 0 on the season. De'Eric King for for Miami. Uh, he's kind of like their Swiss Army knife. 29 of 40. Uh, 267, two touchdowns, and he also led the Hurricanes in rushing as eight carries, 65 yards. So uh, a big-time night for them. And honestly, Manny Diaz is looking across the way uh, at, at Mike Norvell and going, maybe should have stayed at Memphis.
2: Yeah, Mike Norvell, well, he was out that game. He had corona. So Miami. He wasn't going to throw none. No. Oh uh, Yeah, 52-10, he – Florida State's not looking good. I'm sorry, 0 and 2. They lost to Georgia Tech. Team's not even good, and now you're looking at Georgia Tech loses to UCF and Syracuse. It's just a rough year for them. Another rough year. Maybe you should have stayed at Memphis. You're right.
1: Florida State. Yeah, they've got all kinds of problems. Uh, they got 99 problems and winning ain't one. So how about that? Hey. UCF. Uh, UCF 51 to 28 winners over East Carolina. Cincinnati knocks off Army 24 to 10. Uh, Oklahoma State kind of struggles a little bit, but gets the win over West Virginia, 27-13. BYU defeats Troy, 48-7. That's a 2-0 BYU team now. Uh, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, number 19 team in the country, defeats Georgia Southern, 20-18. Virginia Tech knocks off North Carolina State, uh, 45-24. Pittsburgh beats Louisville, uh, 23-20. Uh, Syracuse beats Georgia Tech 37-20. App State beats Campbell. Not sure where that's at. It, I think they're the Campbell Camels. Yeah, they're new looking.
2: to the. They're new to D1. Sure. 52 to
1: 21. Welcome in. Uh, Liberty defeats Florida International 36-34. TCU falls to Iowa State 37 34. The Cyclones knock off the Horn Frogs. Really wanted TCU to win this game. I did too. Uh, Tulane knocks off Southern Miss 66 24. Uh, I saw a meme the other day nobody misses like Southern Miss. Uh, UTEP defeats Louisiana Monroe 31 6. Virginia beats the Fighting Cutcliffs of Duke at 38 20. Boston College beats Texas State. 24-21, a barn burner there. Louisiana Tech beats Houston Baptist, 66-38. SMU beats Stephen F. Austin, 50-7. Baylor knocks off Kansas, 47-14. to uh, Les Miles is finding out he is in Kansas again. Oh, uh, and and uh, the games that were postponed from the weekend, Notre Dame-Wake Forest, uh, Tulsa-Arkansas State, South Florida-Florida-Atlantic, North Texas, Houston, and Georgia State and Charlotte—all games postponed uh, from this weekend. But man, I, I think it was a really good opening weekend for the Southeastern Conference. I think a lot of parity, as you saw. Ole Miss looked pretty good. Mississippi State looked pretty good uh, in a defeat of a of a reigning national champ. First time since like 1968 yeah. the reigning national champ loses their their home opener. Hey, and it's fun game. It is fun games to watch, man. Oh yeah, and next and next week we'll uh, we'll provide just as much parity because uh, again a lot of good weeks to come as Tennessee will have Missouri. I think nobody's really looked uh, much past that, or at least in my house uh, we haven't looked much past that. But there's other really good games like South Carolina, Florida. Uh, I don't know that that's a, a good matchup for the Gamecocks, but it is a, a storyline with with Will Muschamp going back to the swamp. TCU, Texas. Um, even though Texas came out with a win there, I think uh, that they are suspect uh, in in the in the least. Uh, so we'll just see how that one shakes out. But Baylor West Virginia could be a good game this upcoming weekend. A uh, and M and Alabama, uh, two two top thirteen teams uh, to face off. Um, Kentucky Ole Miss. I think that could be a really good game. Uh, I like the way that could could shape up. Uh, Auburn, Georgia, that's a 4-7 matchup. I like that one. Uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State probably uh, has the the biggest two-game yardage total that we've ever seen in the history of the world. But uh, could be be a good game. Uh, LSU, Vandy. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good game because I think LSU is going to be mad and angry. But it is at Vandy, and uh, they held A&M down, so you never know.
2: Hey, never know nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, Vanderbilt, like you said, they like to keep it close, but usually they never come out as that win. Absolutely.
1: But, hey, let's take our last break of the day, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to package together a little trifecta, a little how Blunt County did Friday night, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Sounds good. All in about ten minutes.
2: Ten minutes. Fast hey,
1: talking. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We'll be back on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it.
4: not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termout protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense.
1: Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com.
3: MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce, support, and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blunt County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message.
4: with Realty Executive Associates 865-221-5610 and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table.
1: Have you heard about or seen The Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into The Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us. On social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download The Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com.
0: We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
1: welcome back inside the wkbl studios of rocky top sports i'm wayne kaiser alongside carson crouch as we grind it out here on a monday edition carson what a monday Man, oh, we've I got am. we got tennessee win to talk about we had Marival. uh you know had a maryville win uh of course friday night had an alcohol win william blunt win heritage win all of blunt county showed well friday night and uh and then of course um all the rest of college football i mean Sports is back. All I and do I is mean, win, win, <laughs> win, no matter what. Did you, did you hear that on Rebel Radio? No, I didn't. You should have. It was on the end.
2: Well, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm in the student section, baby.
1: Yeah, he's he, he just flexed. in studio. I just studio. flexed.
2: Hey, I'm doing the. If you guys see the social media, that's me. Yeah. He just flexed
1: in studio. Like I just wanted everybody to know that he flexed. But anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at him. Oh, <laughs> But anyway, nonetheless, uh, Friday night was a good night for Blunt County as Maryville gets the best, uh, gets the best there on their on their home home place, and then William Blunt takes care of Severe County. Heritage takes care of Seymour and Alcoa takes care of Tyner Academy. Tyner Academy. I will say Never. taking care of is maybe the nicest way to put it for Tyner Academy. What was the score? 63 to 9 or something no 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 it may they didn't score nine um tyner cat 63 to 7 oh no and i'm pretty sure that seven came pretty late
2: Uh, That's not nice
1: heritage 29 to 7 winners over seymour they're two and four carson that's two two wins in the last three years yeah that's a yeah that one time's an accident. Second time's a trend. Yeah. I think they're they're uh, they're battling back. They're fighting, and they they got a second win of the season. I pre- that's great for the Mounties and uh, great for them. Uh, Maryville beats Farragut twenty-seven to three to get to five and zero. Farragut falls to three and two. That was a pretty good Farragut team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a lot of big linemen. Had a lot of uh, had nice running backs. I mean, every guy they brought in could run the football. And averaged, I mean. I don't know. I think at one time they were averaging something like seven or eight yards of carry. Uh, and, and then finally they, they just tried to get cute and throw the football. And uh, a guy by the name of D.J. Burks said, uh, not so fast, my friend. Oh. At one time he was the leading receiver for Maryville, uh had two picks on defense for the Rebels, and then was uh, – De facto, the leading receiver for Farragut. He had, had two catches. He
2: had a great game. And, I mean, great is hard to put it. It was amazing. Um, his his athleticism and eye on the ball is insane. The second pick he had was tipped up in the air, wobbling, and he able to dive and catch that ball. It was something that was like, yeah, we got this game. Momentum was on our side that night. And DJ, player of the game right there.
1: Yeah, Rebel Radio player of the game brought to you by this show. Uh, again, thegrindonsports.com. Uh, player of the game and uh, and well deserved and he will receive the swag pack this morning. So if you see him, uh, you'll have to give him some uh, kudos and and tell him that t-shirts meant to be. That
2: t-shirt. Worn. Hey, Parker wore that wore the Rebel Radio shirt the other day. No way. Yeah, I said he he looked at me. He was like, I got this. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Look at that, rocking the rebel. Yeah, I like
2: it. I like it. Uh, but also.
1: Talking about Blunt County having success, William Blunt gets to three and three as they knock off Sevier County 44 to 20. At one point, Carson,
2: I'm pretty sure Sevier County was leading this game like 20 to seven. Really. So that's a, when you're looking at that score, you're obviously like, well, Sevier County's probably taking the game.
1: Well, I mean, Sevier County is, is good. They're not great. They, they're not as tall as they've normally been. They're not as big as right. they normally are. Uh, and I think I've talked to some guys at work that are that are Sevier County boys, and they talk all the time about how that is, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Northview Academy, uh, a lot of the, the other Sevier County schools pull a lot of that size that Sevier County used to kind of harness themselves. So uh, nonetheless – uh, William Blunt gets the three and three. The the, the job the toe uh, is is a monster man. He oh, he, he takes care of business, and then he he really sets the tone for what William Blunt does on the ground. But great night for the Governors, for the Mountaineers, for the Rebels, and for the Tornadoes, as, as all of the the Blunt County teams won on Friday night. And really, uh, that that just speaks to the strength of Blunt County football.
2: It does. I mean, it, it's now it's showing up that Blount County, we are a football town and we're ready for anybody in Maryville, Alcoa, and like we say, like me and uh, Wayne and everybody says, after Maryville plays them, after we play William Blount, after we play Alcoa, we cheer for them after that.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's only one week a year that we don't necessarily get along.
2: Yeah. Now, now Tennessee and Florida – in alabama that's different that's a 365 hate right there yeah <laughs> that's that that's now, a, that's something
1: else we, we <laughs> that's that i don't want to see it. subway go in the other door <laughs> like it's one of those deals but uh yeah. but anyway yeah we wish the best for for alcoa william blunt heritage as, as of course uh carson does social media for rebel radio i do play by play for rebel radio on our sister station uh wgap but uh but yeah, we enjoy talking about all four of the schools. We even like talking a little Greenback every now and again. They they've fallen on hard times this season. Yeah, uh, but uh, wish them the best as well. So a lot of good teams around the area and uh, and a lot of good time uh, to be spent. But uh, talking about good time to be spent, there's a we're we're probably going to peel off Major League Baseball. Probably hold that for tomorrow. Jeffy Mack will be back in studio. But uh, would be remiss. You're the big uh, basketball guy. Right. Uh, what about these finals? Heat,
2: heat and Lakers. Lakers. Can it get more historic? We got the Heat, Eric Spolstra. Hey, where was LeBron a couple of years ago? The Heat. Yeah. And they're seeing the Lakers here in the finals. Um, it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a series that's going to be won by the Lakers. I can go ahead and give you that prediction now. Uh, I think it will be in five. I was, was going to say, you think you're not going
1: to be back until they win again? You're coming back <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> and, uh,
2: I, th- I. think. I think the Lakers should be able to take care of it, but – there is nothing I am not going down against the Heat. The Heat have had a great season, a great bubble. They have been able to stay true as a team. I think this team chemistry for the Heat is none like no other. Um, they all are very clicking together, and I think this is a scary team. And I, I, think, the, I think the Heat could pull away a win or two, but I think the Lakers will come out. It's going to be a fun series. Absolutely. I think you're exactly
1: right. I don't think the Heat have really had a lot of adversity in these playoffs. I think the most that any team has won against them is two games. So I think when uh, when the Lakers come out and play them all physical, all game, uh, it's going to be a different battle for them because, especially this last series, the, the Celtics, uh, really if you stop Jason Tatum, You'd kind of stop the Celtics, right? Uh, with the Lakers, it's not that case. You've got to look at Anthony Davis. You've got to look at LeBron James, and then the supporting cast can score uh, in bunches. So I think it's a different dynamic for them. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I like the Lakers in this series too. But which I've liked the Lakers since they hit the bubble. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think that's any different. But I do like the the historic look at it. You know, I'd kind of said I wanted Celtics Lakers. I wanted that historic rivalry. Right. But then now when you look at it, Heat and and lakers you've got the last time the heat were in the finals lebron was on the roster spolster the coach uh now the lakers are in the finals for the first time since 2010 the last time that happened kobe bryant was on the the roster and then so now uh lebron looks to to start his own legacy in in the purple and gold so uh i think it's one of those deals where uh, LeBron's cementing a legacy. Uh, everybody says building a legacy. The house is built. He's putting a, a right. pretty nice roof on it. Now he's putting nice shutters. You, you know what I'm saying? He is the legacy is there. Design. It's just about it's about how far away from everybody else is he going to get? Right,
2: and it's it's something that you look at and you're like, this is LeBron on the team. You have Anthony Davis on the team. Two top five players in today's NBA. Yeah, I think I think the Lakers should be able to handle business, but. Not saying I'm not. The, he have some threats. Jimmy Butler, obviously a top top 15 player, top 10 maybe in the league, in your opinion, if if you if you think so. And you got Bam Adebayo, most improved player, defense, big defensive guy, he's very good. Tyler Hero, big name right now, scoring 30 something points against the Celtics in two games. He is a very athletic kid. So you know, I digress. I mean heat got some he got some players and they got some weapons and that's are you, what's are you got saying him the
1: heat can bring the heat
2: I think the heat can pull a game or two away but I do not think that LeBron in the finals will let let him let him lose here's no the thing I, I
1: think in the conference finals he, he, he averaged somewhere around 21 22 points a game yeah you know what the, you call that Rest. Rest. Like this, and we talked
2: about that. You know, a lot of people are asking if he's a little off in the bubble, and I think we 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 knew he was just kind of waiting for this time to come i think he's been waiting for this finals for a long time
1: one well, thing he's pushing anthony davis too he says listen we're gonna go as you go actually anthony davis said that lebron told him that we go as you go big fella and, and they're really pushing him to lead this team and lebron in a in a secondary role could you imagine the second guy being lebron james no like how scary is a team like
2: that oh i know it's kind of weird to see this nba final stuff going on right as college football it's kind of funny it's awesome. What it it is, is, yeah.
1: you got everything you want to watch all in one-stop shop. College football, high school football, and NBA finals. But, hey, we've run out of time. Thanks to Carson Crouch by way of giving him six podcasts. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.